I think we're good. Yes. Test, test. Okay. And then it's time to start. We are That's here. Right. The mics are on. Yep. That's how we know to start. <laughs> Jason turns on our mic. Yeah. <laughs> then we've got to start really being careful about what we say because <laughs> you can actually hear it. So uh, there's handouts that were handed out. And if you didn't get one, there's extras out there um, by the door. And I've got a few got. Oh, and, and Monty's got a few here. So. Raise your hand if you need one. If you need a handout and don't want to walk all the way back to the door to get one, money's got you covered. Um, we're going to be in 1 Timothy chapter 3. So if you want to turn there or get in your Bible apps and scroll there, um, that's where we're going to be this morning. Okay, And just to update you guys, our original plan was um, for today to be the last day that, that uh, we have this this class, this format. Um, and then a couple weeks ago, was it me and Jeremy or me and Tom? I think it was me and Tom. It took a little longer than we anticipated uh, for First Timothy chapter 2, and so we did an extra week of that uh, last week. And so uh, next Sunday, November, November the, what is that, the 6th, that will be our our kind of wrap up class um, for this and if we got time we'll talk about that a little yeah, bit yeah, at the end sure. of class yep. so yeah and Marshall keeps trying to blame Tom for that I'm, I'm blaming Marshall <laughs> totally me <laughs> <laughs> it's all my fault I can I'll, I'll take blame for it yeah so so yeah uh first Timothy chapter three um is where we're going to be and this may be one of those things that that when we're talking about you know, what women can or can't do, uh, what scripture says women can or can't do in, in you know, the worship assembly. Um, one of those things that, that may, you know, oftentimes not even enter into the discussion, but it is worth discussing as we're just talking about, you know, where, where the role of women uh, fits um, in the church. And that is uh, specifically, you know, if you look, and I know we said, um, last couple of weeks, be careful about the chapter headings in your Bibles, but this one seems fairly accurate. At least the first few paragraphs of chapter three are about overseers or what we would call elders or shepherds um, and deacons. And so uh, seeing how women fit into um, those roles, that's what we're going to talk about today. Yes? Yeah. 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 Okay. So let's um, start out by just reading through it. And if you want to read... Um, I don't know, you don't have it pulled up yet. I totally put you Not on the yet. spot, sorry. Yep, no, that's good. So uh, we're going to read all the way beginning in verse 1, just to get the whole context and go through verse, um, I guess down, to, down through verse 13, if that's all right. Gotcha. All right, this is, so three one. Here's a trustworthy saying, whoever aspires to be an overseer desires this noble task. Now the overseer is to be above reproach, faithful to his wife, temperate, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not given to drunkenness, not violent but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. He must manage his own family well and see that his children obey him, and he must do so in a manner wor worthy of full respect. If anyone does not know how to manage his own family, how can he take care of God's church? He must not be a recent convert, and he may or he may become conceited and fall under the same judgment as the devil. He must also have a good reputation with outsiders so that he would not fall into disgrace and into the devil's trap. 
In the same way, deacons are to be worthy of respect, sincere, not indulging in much wine, not pursuing dishonest gain. They must keep hold of the deep truths of the faith with a clear conscience. They must first be tested, and then if there is nothing against them, let them serve as deacons. In the same way, women are to be worthy of respect, not malicious talkers, but temperate and trustworthy in everything. A deacon must be faithful to his wife, must manage his children and household well, those who have served well and gain excellent standing and great assurance in their faith in Christ Jesus. Okay, so the big, you know, um, I guess the, the verse that, that kind of gives us, can I say kind of gives us problems? Yeah, Or at least sure. <laughs> becomes a talking point, um, is verse 11. Uh, and it depends on, again, your translation. So your translation, you read, said, said women are to be uh, worthy of respect, worthy whatever of respect, it was. Yeah. Uh, in the... Uh, and I, I say this every time, but the NIV version went through an overhaul in 2011. So I still yeah. use the 1984 version yeah. for whatever that's worth. Uh, and it says, um, in the same way their wives, because it just got done talking about a deacon, it says their wives are to be uh, women worthy of respect. And so on the top of your handouts, I want to remind you guys again about some of these Greek words. Yeah. So we have the word for man and husband. Is the exact same Greek word. The word for woman or wife is the exact same Greek word. Uh, and, and there's um, some thought that you could even do, you know, male, female, if you wanted to incorporate that. But, but when you're reading through the Greek New Testament, um, it's the same Greek word um, for either one of those things. And then I wanted to make, I see you, Fred, give me just a second. I, I want to make special mention today on our handout of the word, uh, the Greek word diakonos, which is the word for uh, servant, and I gave you kind of some definitions there, but it's um, it can, it's translated multiple times. It's, it's used somewhere around. Uh, one scholar said twenty nine, one said thirty two, one said thirty. I don't, I didn't count them myself. So somewhere around thirty times, thirty ish, yeah, thirty ish in the New Testament. Uh, this word or a form of this word is used, um, and it's translated as servant, uh, as a minister, as an attendant, or as we translate here, is a deacon, uh, which you can kind of see, that's where we get the word deacon from, diakonos, that's where that word comes from. So, um, but it's most often um, translated as a servant. Uh, and so we had this, this question here, like who, who is it exactly um, that, that Paul is talking to here in verse 11? Fred, what was your question real quick? I, I don't know I don't think so off the top of my head. That's a good question. The question was if there's, if there's a different word, just a generic word for spouse. Uh, I don't remember there being one, but I can find out. But I don't know off the top of my head, so I don't want to say definitively. Yeah. A possible understanding. For sure yeah. it would. Yeah, yeah. it definitely yeah. would. Um, I, I read a bunch of commentators on this and didn't bump into it. Yeah. So I would think somebody would have pointed that out. I think so, but too. But I haven't seen it. Yeah. I think so, too. Yeah. So just, again, just kind of get the context of, of what's happening here in First Timothy chapter 3. The first thing that Paul talks about uh, is the character traits. And, and I, I requested that we put it that way in the notes because I don't like the word qualifications. Right, um, right. This, this, these are the character traits that you're looking for. It's not, this is not Paul giving a checklist and going, okay, let's check off all these things you know, for a shepherd, and, and you have to have all these. I mean, it is good to have all these. I think these are things to aspire to, but it's, it's talking about the kind of character of a person 
Anyway, we can get into that discussion another time. Um, but the character traits of, of shepherds, elders, overseers, whatever words you want to use there, uh, is in verses um, 2 through 7. He, here's the kind of people that need to be leading um, the Lord's church. And then uh, the second part there in verses 8 through 10, and then also in verse 12, are the character traits of what we call deacons. Again, it's that word for servant, um, but he uses it, it seems like it's a specific group of people, whether their title was the servants or whether they were called, I don't know. I mean, I don't know that they would call them deacons. That's our know. word. That's our right. English word. Yeah, that's how we, we <laughs> serve. And then, uh, and then again, there in verse 11, we have this group of women um, that Paul addresses or, or talks to Timothy about. Um, and so then the question becomes, who is right. that? Right. Who is it that he's talking about? Yeah. So do we need more handouts? Uh, there are some in There's the back, but here's a handful. Yeah. They're by that back door behind Shavar. So we gave you guys on the handout yeah. just different options. Uh, these are the most, probably the most common that you'll find when you, when you um, look through different commentaries, when you Google this and see what other people are thinking, when you talk to people that you know um, and you're discussing this, there's, there's three different basic categories uh, or three different um, theories, I guess, of who these women are, right. okay? So the first, the first option is that Paul is just talking about Christian women as a whole. This is the word. This isn't a, a word, you know, separate from what we told you about before. This is the plural version of that word that's at the top of your handouts for women or wives, depending on how you choose to look at it. Anybody else need a handout? We got extras right here. Okay. Um, and so it could be that Paul is just talking about all Christian women. Like, if, if you... Uh, are a follower of Christ, you're a woman, you need to be a woman who is worthy of respect and not a malicious talker and temperate and trustworthy um, and everything. And I think that would be a good, <laughs> yeah, a good I mean, character trait for women. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. it definitely could be translated that way. It does seem hard, though, doesn't it? Where it's placed, if yeah. that's what it is. If he's just talking yeah. about Christian women in general, it's, it's an odd placement for it. Yeah, it is. It, it doesn't seem to, to totally make sense. But we'll talk about more yep. about that in a second. Yep. Uh, it could be deacons' wives. Like I said, the version that I'm using says their wives. Their wives. And, yeah. uh, you know, referring back to um, verses 8 through 10, okay? Uh, and so it could be that Paul is talking about the character traits of uh, deacons' wives. And then because it's wedged in the middle of him talking about deacons in verses 8 through 10, and then again uh, in verse 12. And so, um, you know, there are those who say, well, that makes sense. He's talking about their spouses, their wives. Um, since he's talking about deacons on either side of verse 11. And then another option uh, that, that um, people suggest is that it's women who are serving as female deacons, or maybe you've heard the term deaconess, um, a female deacon. Um, so, you know, is, is Paul talking about, you know, as he's talking about deacons, is he talking, does he mention here in the middle of, Talking about deacons, specifically the the female version of people who are filling those roles, people who are filling that that office, if I can right. use um, right. that term. And and are there unique things related to them? Right? right. Which he calls out there in eleven. Yeah. So those are those are kind of the three um, the th the three different options to look at. Okay. And there's probably, I mean, I would guess there's probably some other opinions too, but those are yeah, the three main ones the that, main that you ones. come across. So, you know, 
different ways to look at it. You may have different opinions. We're going to talk about, you know, kind of some things, just some things to ponder and consider, uh, no matter which way you look at this. Uh, the first is that um, if Paul is just talking about Christian women in general, well, I'll just be honest. I don't think that that is what he's talking about because it doesn't really fit the context. Um, he's in the middle of talking about what appears to be some leadership roles um, in the church. And why would he pause in the middle of that and just kind of break thought and just talk about women in general and then start talking about, you know, kind of this, this office or this position again? Jeremy? And where is the section that would address all remaining men, too? Right. right. So that, to me, it clearly you can strike back on all yeah. this. Yeah. Not yeah. Really talking to all women. It yeah. feels like a little more of a reach. It yeah. Really so does. if you didn't hear that or if you're watching online, uh, the comment was, why would, why would Paul just address Christian women here and not also address Christian men? Which is typically what he does. In, in other places and other letters that Paul wrote, if he addresses one, he usually says something right. men you know, women, about the right. other. Or he's addressing right. you know, right. both kind of in general, right. whichever one it might be. Um, okay, so then you know, when you talk about it being uh, deacons' wives, uh, you know, he does use the word here that could be translated... Um, wives, uh, and it is in the middle of talking about, you know, deacons. Verses eight through ten, he's talking about deacons. Verse twelve, he's talking about deacons. Verse eleven, if it's if it whatever this group of women is, it would make sense that he's talking about their spouses, their wives, and this is the kind of character traits um, that they need to have. Okay, a couple things about that, uh, especially if you're reading the version like that that I'm reading from. You said women, right? You just said women are to be in the eleven. Yes. Uh huh. Okay, yes. and mine said they're wives. They're wives, uh-huh. yeah. So yeah. one of the problems with that is in the, in the Greek text, there is no uh, definitive article in front of this word for women or wives. In other words, there's no the or their, there's, there's nothing in front of it. It's just the word for women or wives. Does that make sense? Um, or female, or however you want to translate it. Right. So if... If Paul is, is talking about um, wives, it would seem to make more sense that he would somehow put an article in front of this to address it back to um, you know, this specific um, uh, um, group of men. Does that make sense? He would, have, he would have put something that said, you know, the wives or their wives or their own wives mm-hmm. or something like that, which again is something that he does. We've talked about it already. He's, he's done that in First Corinthians and other places, and he doesn't do it here. It's just this this kind of generic word for for women or wives, and so um, that's one reason yeah. that yeah. that, or I guess one thing to think about. Yeah. And I do think it's interesting that that has been translated that way in several versions, right? So there was a group of people sat around and talked about this before us. Oh, yeah. And decided to translate it their wives yeah. in at least one iteration of the NIV. Now, that was 84, whereas now the NIV themselves have come back and said, let's just call this women. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's, it's, it's been a debate for a long time as to really kind of, you know, how do we handle verse 11? Yes. Yeah. So the other option is to look at this um, again as, as women serving as deacons, uh, you know, female deacons, deaconess, whatever, you know, whatever you want to call that. And one of the reasons would be, I see Jerry, hold on just a second. One of the reasons would be 
um, to, um, it's in the middle of the context of talking about these deacons. So if verse, verses 8 through 10, verse 11, I'm sorry, verse 12, we're talking about deacons. And verse 11, we'll just be talking about the female version of uh, the deacon. Yeah, that would fit in that, yeah, right. in that whole section. Right. Yeah. Before I go further, what, what was your comment, Jerry? Couldn't women also be their wives and their female children? Um, because the deacon must be faithful to his wife, and if it's going to say his wife, it's going to, they're saying a deacon has to be a man. Right. So we're going to come to yeah. that part in a second, but I don't. If he was talking about their children too, talking about their household earlier in it, right? That they have to be respectful and they have to manage their household well. <laughs> So it could just be saying the women that are part of this deacon's family. That's an interesting. You're the only person I've heard interpret it that way, but it's interesting. <laughs> yeah. So the comment is, could, yeah. he be, could he be talking about the, the, the deacon's wives and children, like his family? The women in is it, his is life. That what, I want to clarify. I want to make sure I'm <laughs> yeah. saying that the right way. Yeah. yeah. Because of the household comment. Right. Yeah. In verse 12. Yeah, interesting. Talking about his household. Yeah. yeah. So the only, uh, the only thing I would say not even in opposition to that, just something that as I'm considering that, would be he does use the word, like this household word in verse 12. Why wouldn't he use that in verse 11 if he's talking about the whole household? And then also there are Greek words for, for children. So if he's talking about wives and children, I feel, I feel like Paul would have used the other word, but that's not, yeah. who knows, yeah. you know? Huh? But it, it also, he didn't call it male. Yeah, that's right. He didn't yeah. just be the girls. Right. Uh, I mean, it is definitely the female word here. And it's a word, so yeah. I, I never, I never I had considered that, that before. But it's interesting. Yes. Yeah. I don't think that's what it would be, but, I, but, I, but it makes sense for it to fit the whole household thing because of what yeah. he says in verse 12, for sure. Yeah, I, I think another thing that's kind of interesting with trying to interpret it as the female version of deacons is when you go back and read through, um, I guess it's starting in verse 9 when he's talking about deacons, he starts using the word they as opposed to he, mm -hmm. whereas when addressing elders, it was always he. Right. Which is kind of interesting that that, I'm not an English major. But it's <laughs> singular through the whole thing. A, for, a singular, for whatever, yeah. And then, yeah. But the, yeah. the part about deacons is plural. Yeah. That is interesting. Yeah. Um, if, uh, I lost my place, my notes. Um, so yeah, if, if Paul is talking about deacons on either side of verse 11, those are kind of the bookends of, of yeah. verse 11, then it would make sense to some people yeah. uh, that the women that he talks about, he's just basically, as he's talking about deacons, he's just specifically saying the female versions of, of these people need to have these character traits. But it should be pointed out that Paul doesn't use the word for, any form of the word for uh, deacon, servant, you know, that right. diakonos word right. is not used in verse 11. So he uses it in verses 8, eight and, uh, well, I guess in verse 8 and then verse 12. Right. But he doesn't use it in verse 11. And, and there's not a female version of deacon in the original Greek either. Right. right. It's a Whereas gender we neutral call word. Deaconess, right. But we it's, made it it's a, yeah, for sure. It's a, the word, the, that word diakonos is gender neutral. Yeah. So it's one of the few words. Um, there's several of them yeah. that even if it has a masculine in it, it can still mean female. I don't want to get too far into yeah. that today, right. but just, just for the most part, it can be either or yeah. when you see servant or, you know, uh, 
attendant or whatever throughout the right. New Testament, right. that could be referring to either male or female, depending on the context. Give me just a second. I saw Bob first. Can you give me uh, your thinking about the husband of but one wife? I can, and I will in just a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I will. The question was, looking at verse... Uh, at verse 12, the husband and one wife. We're going to talk about that in just a second. We sure are. Yes, ma'am. We're going to talk about that. That's too. a good argument. Yeah. Yep. Y'all are bringing up good stuff, man. Yep. We're on our way. Yeah. And that's not in the handout. It's in our notes, but yeah. it's not in the yeah, handout. Yeah, that's right. So they're not reading it. Yes. No, I was pointing at you, uh, Pam. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, it almost feels to me like he's addressing all deacons, women deacons, men deacons. <laughs> but we'll hold that for another moment. Yeah. Well, and we're going there right yeah, now. But right. it is it is interesting that that it is plural when he mm -hmm. at, at least in verses eight through uh, ten, and I guess eleven because that's mm -hmm. plural too, uh, and then switches to the singular. You know, there in verse twelve for yeah. sure. Um, so really, I mean, the, the the question that we're trying to to get at, and I don't know that we'll come to the full answer this morning. Yeah. Uh, and, um, you know, that's kind of been the point of this class is try to walk through some of this stuff together, right? Right. Um, but the question is, okay, so does Scripture authorize, you know, women serving as deacons? And so, uh, or deaconesses or female deacons. I think that's the three options. All right. right. Um, so talking about, first of all, the reasons that, that, that people say no, no, it doesn't. Um, Paul specifically, one reason is Paul specifically uses the, the, the titles um, overseer uh, and, and deacon to refer to those particular, um, those particular offices, if I can use that word. Um, and maybe even to call out that it's used here, seeming like a, an office, a, mm -hmm. an appointed role, mm -hmm. as opposed to where it's used in context other places, it's just a servant Right. doing a, a work. We're, we're all yeah. called to be right. servants. That's right. We're all That's called right. to serve people. Yeah. But this seems like a specific right. uh, yeah. role within the church. Yeah. Mm -hmm. right. Yes. Uh, and so if, <laughs> if deaconesses, if female deacons, uh, if that was an approved office, Paul would have, Paul would have used that word um, somewhere in here or, or some version of that here in verse 11 instead of just calling them just women or wives. Um, Paul uses the Greek word here for wives to refer to these women. If it was, if it was uh, female deacons that was intended, then Paul, um, he, like I say, he would have used something more specific. He would have used some version of diakonos. He wouldn't have used a word for women or wives. Uh, what Bob pointed out a minute ago, and this is one, one reason that, that people say no, um, women can't be deacons, is because of verse 12. Uh, where Paul says that deacons need to be the husband of one wife. Or I think literally, like if you're the, the literal Greek language, it would be a, a one wife kind of man. Yeah. <laughs> is, is how it's, and I is find how it interesting. Written. The NIV changed that language some too yeah. in this latest version that I have. Yeah. It says it should be faithful to his wife. Okay. Yeah. So 
I don't even know what the word faithful is. I don't either. In I don't either, but it's drastically yeah. different from what your 84 version says. <laughs> That's true. So yeah. uh, um, if Paul, if female deacons were authorized, Paul would have, would have said, um, you know, and female deacons or deaconesses should be the wife of one husband. You know, he would have made right. some kind of distinction. They should only have one spouse. Right. Right. <laughs> Somehow, or maybe use some kind of word. Yeah. Right. Since that phraseology, uh -huh. if you, since they were including Gentiles mm -hmm. being, uh, being Christians, there was still polygamy at that time. Sure, sure. Yep. Yes. So, I mean, that's the big the big issue being addressed there is let's let's be monogamous in, in our marriages. Let's have one spouse. Right. That was yes, especially in the Greek and Roman culture, it wasn't as common by this time. But there was still um, there were still instances of of um, polygamy uh, at, at that time, um, and so Paul is for sure addressing that. But for those who's, who say, no, the scripture doesn't authorize female deacons, they would say, well, he would have made some kind of, of an extra distinction. Husband of one wife, wife of one husband. Like he would have made some kind of distinction of that nature. And so mm -hmm. if he only says that deacons are the husband of one wife, then females can't be deacons because he's talking about Not husbands. One wife. That's yeah, right. One wife. That's right. yeah. So, Yeah. No. It was not. That's no. right. It would, it would go without saying. That's right. Yeah. But if you use that line of reasoning, which I've used, you have to go back to the women's side of the house, and I'm going to make a bunch of women mad now. So do we assume <laughs> we're only saying this to women because they tend to be more malicious talkers? To me, you have to use that same line of reasoning, yeah. and that doesn't feel fair. Yeah. Right. So I don't know. Because men aren't malicious talkers. Right, never. Yeah, right, so, right. Yeah. And then if you add in the next one, temperate and trustworthy. So women tend not to be as temperate as men. I, that, to me, that doesn't work in my mind either. Right. Right, so it's hard. Yeah. Um, so Chris's comment, for those of y'all yeah. um, who didn't hear, was, and, and this, is, this is exactly right. Yeah. Going back to, and we've mentioned this before, but things were different for men and women. I mean, they yeah. are now, but they were definitely different in ancient culture, both in Jewish culture and Gentile culture. And for the most part, uh, even if in the Jewish culture it was already long gone, you couldn't have more than one spouse by, by this time. Um, in the Gentile culture, it was moving that direction. And, but women had no choice. They, you know, they had their husband, and if he wanted to have a mistress or if he wanted to have more than one husband, fine, that's his wife. choice. I'm, I'm sorry, wife. more than wife. one wife? wife. wife. Sorry, wife. sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> If the man wanted to have more that's than one wife, that's a whole other discussion, I know, Marshall. I know, that's a different right. class, a different class altogether. Uh, then, then he could do that. Right. But a wife had to be just faithful to, to her husband. husband. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. I may have missed it, but in verse eight, where it says deacons likewise are to be men, um, Monty alluded to verse eight a little bit before, and that it could be. I don't, that's a good question. The question is, he talks about, um, in verse 8, it says that deacons are being men who are worthy of respect. I need to, and somebody might even yeah. know, pull up Bible Hub real quick and yeah. look and see. I, I don't think it uses the word man there, but it might. Yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, um, 
seeing if I can get. Uh, sometimes this. we th we throw that in there, like it just be like deacons are to be worthy of respect. Yeah. It's not in the Greek? No. Okay, so that's a word that we've put in. <laughs> that came from on high. Did you hear that comment? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear you, Ruth. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're trying. There's about, there's about 25 different versions, English versions you could look at. So, yes. Mm -hmm. So I think in an effort to ho hopefully help them make more sense or be more grammatically correct, they the NIV translators and maybe other translators, different translations included the word men, even though that's not in right. the actual Greek. It's just, it's just the adjective. Uh, it is a big is. difference, it but is. it's, it's yeah. the adjective worthy of respect. This person filling this role, and you could call it person, yeah. needs to be a person who is worthy of respect. Yeah, yeah. matter of fact, I won't read it all, and I definitely won't read the Greek version of it, but it's <laughs> deacons likewise dignified, not double-tongued, not too much wine. So, yeah, it's just been added to clarify. Yeah. 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 And it so, hasn't yeah. clarified. It doesn't say <laughs> So, again, the, yeah. the, but, I mean, you can't get around, or, I mean, you have to at least take notice of verse That's right. 12. This, it specifically says, husband of one wife. That is the uh, yeah. way that, that the one is Greek clear. reads it, um, too. Now, don't be smart, That's a good question. Uh, I want. I, I would not want to go too far down that path today, just for time's sake. The question was: Is he talking about one only having uh, one wife forever and ever, or just one wife at a time, where somebody could be divorced, or can a divorced person, you know, serve as a deacon? Um, me personally, my personal opinion uh, is that it's just it's about monogamy. It's, I'm faithful to the person that I'm married to, but we can have more of that discussion later. But I'll go ahead and say that right now, you know. Yes, ma'am. The talks of the versions is really interesting because I mean, we're a product of history, right? Mm -hmm. sure. So you think about Luther and the Reformation, his you know, anniversary of that great day where he posted it. But things that happened with his wife, you know, I mean, she was a runaway nun and mm -hmm. came and really leaned into the, the household. And so after the Reformation, when there could have been a time of women standing, Yeah, for sure. I think I think it's fair to say that that culture influences these translations over the for centuries, sure. over the centuries. Right. Just you know, uh, you, yeah. you can't get around it. Um, and and the influence that they had over mm -hmm. how people chose to translate these things, yeah. which is why we're trying to go back and study these things yeah. and, and get as close to the original as we possibly can. For time's sake, I'm going to go on um, and talk about the. I guess pros and cons, right. <laughs> arguments for right. and against. Uh, the uh, reasons why some people say, yes, women can serve um, in this role as deacons. Um, so one of the big things is just the, the, the I guess, the way Paul writes this. Uh, twice in, here in 1 Timothy 3, Paul uses the phrase, in the same way or likewise, uh, depending on how your translation translates it. It's, it's in the pattern after. Um, so, and, and 
he uses that twice. Once uh, when he's transitioning from talking about overseers to talking about deacons. So he talks about here's what overseers need to look like in the same way. So basically saying in the same <coughs> vein of thought. Is he saying that, that deacons need to be exactly like overseers? No. But he's saying as we are talking about, I guess, kind of leadership in the church, we got overseers, and in the same in, in the same train of thought, let's talk about deacons. The next time he uses that phrase is in verse eleven. In the same way, or like, so he talks about deacons, and he says, in the same way, or in the same the same train of thought, let's talk about this group of women. So it would seem as though. Um, Paul is talking about a group of women who have a leadership, if I can say it that way, mm-hmm. even if it is a servant leader, they have some kind of specific uh, role in the church. Now, is, is he talking about how they you know, govern the church and make decisions for the church? It doesn't necessarily say that. All he talks about is this group of women that need to be temperate and not malicious talkers. And, but, but since he uses that phrase... In the same way, it seems as like it seems as though all these different topics are all part of the same overall concept. Does that make sense? It makes sense in my head. I'm not sure I'm saying it out loud correctly. Okay, so that's that's one one thing to consider. Um, another is that if Paul uh, had intended, as we've already said, if Paul had intended to use to, to mean the wives of these male deacons then he would have put some kind of article in front of it to say their wives or their own wives, uh, something like that. Um, and then um, does it make sense for Paul to give, you know, kind of a discourse, even if it's just, you know, a, one verse here, about the character traits of deacons' wives and not say anything about overseers' wives? Why would he say overseers are, need to be this and deacons need to be this? Oh, by the way, deacons' we, wives need to be this way. But he didn't say anything about the wives of the shepherds. So, why, why, if it's deacons' wives, why not say anything about the overseers' wives? Um, and then the other thing that, that people draw attention to, we still have a little bit of time, Yep. Uh, is in Romans um, chapter 16, and you can turn there if you want to, Romans chapter 16, verses 1 and 2. We mentioned her several weeks ago, but we didn't go into um, very great detail. But there's a woman named Phoebe that is mentioned in Romans chapter 16. It says in verse 1, I commend to you our sister Phoebe, uh, and, and depending on your translation, mine says a servant of the church in Sincrea. Anybody else have another word there? Deacon, deaconess. Okay. A, a modern NIV says deacon. deacon okay. Yeah. The 2011 version says deacon, right? I got a footnote that says deaconess, but yeah. it says, you know, because it is that diakonos. It's that word that I got there at the top of your handout. That's the word that's used there. Um, but the servant of the church um, in Sincrea, I ask you to receive her in the Lord in a way worthy of the saints and give her any help she may need from you, for she has been a great help to many people, including me. I think some of your translations even call her like a benefactor. She's been a great benefactor. Sister. Sister. Okay. So, you know, there's there's those who will look at this and go, well, we got a female deacon even talked about by Paul uh, as he's as he's writing to the Romans. And we don't know a whole lot about this woman. This is really the only mention that we have of her. Um, Paul is probably in Corinth when he's writing 
uh, Romans. Uh, if you go through the book of Acts, this is right before he heads back over to Jerusalem and ends up getting arrested. Uh, and he sends the letter to the Romans. Well, it appears by with Romans 16, verses 1 and 2, that he sends the letter with Phoebe. Like, she's the one that's delivering the letter. That's why he would start out there in verse 1 and say, I'm commending to you, I'm recommending to you uh, this woman, Phoebe. She's the one that's, she's the messenger uh, for Paul delivering this letter. And he says, you need to treat her uh, as someone who deserves, you know, respect and honor. Now, could it be that he is just saying she's a servant in the church? He, yeah. She volunteers, she does a lot of different things. Could be. Uh, could it be that when he specifically mentions he's a servant of this church in Sincrea, which is a suburb of, of um, Corinth, that it was, you know, she's she's um, kind of a, in, in some type of leadership role, right. yeah. you know, in yeah. that church. And that's what a lot of people look at and go, <clears throat> Phoebe is, is a female deacon, which is, that's also authorized, you know, in First Timothy um, chapter 3. Yeah. So, yeah. we got like two minutes of class left, so yeah. tell us what to think. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I think it is interesting, and I was just visiting with Marshall before we turned on the mics, that I want more. You know, as I study this topic, I keep thinking, where's the other verses on this topic? And the fact that there's not more it gives me some, some reason to at least think maybe it's not as big a deal as we're making it mm -hmm. um, because it is not addressed expressly anywhere. You know, we have to take one verse out of a, a, a characteristics of elders and deacons and try to see what that one verse means and then use one verse back in Romans. Mm -hmm. And it just feels like there should be more. And so, you know, I think there are a lot of places in the Bible where things are spelled out very explicitly, and I think we got to hold to those. But there are other ones that are like, you have some latitude here. You decide what works. Um, I know the Church of Christ over the years has been very conservative. Where it's silent, we say, well, that has to omit that opportunity. But I don't know if that's been right. That's the way we've done it. And so uh, that's, so some of my friends say yes, and some of them say no, and I'm with my friends. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, a couple things that, that I, I agree with you. Yeah. I, I feel like if this was a bigger issue, it would have been for sure more clear and probably talked about uh, more often than this. Um, oh, I had somewhere I was going. I just lost my train of thought. I don't know. I can't if I can, if I can remember it, I will. <laughs> yeah. Here's some questions. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yes. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Now wait a minute. <laughs> so, I, do I need to repeat right. that online? Do I need to repeat right. that so they can hear? Yeah. Can, can yeah. we cut that second? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. For for those of you who didn't hear, Lou's point is that even even in the history of the Church of Christ and the yeah. way that we've handled yeah. deacons' roles, more often than not, at least in Lou's mind, yeah. it's the it's the <laughs> it's the wife no, that's, that's doing that's doing most of the work yeah. anyway, and, and yeah. not the husband. Now I will say this: she brought up uh, Acts chapter six, 
which um, we, we often look at and say this is the first time that we see the role of, of deacons is in Acts chapter 6. And if you don't know that, I mean, you can turn there and look. Yeah. But basically, the church is, is brand new. There's a few thousand people. They're meeting together, and there's this group of women. These, uh, they were Jewish, but they, had been, they, they were also Gentile. So they were had either converted to or had uh, come from a family of, uh, of you know both Jews and Gentiles, but they were called the Grecian uh, widows or the Gentile widows. They were being overlooked in the food distribution. There, um, the I, I guess some young men were, were coming, maybe even some young women were coming to the apostles and saying this is a problem, and it was is about to become divisive over like race and culture more than right. just food distribution. And so they, the apostles' response was, well, pick seven guys and have them be in charge of this because we got other stuff that we need to worry about. Not being dismissive and going, that's not important enough for us, but just, just distributing the responsibility. We're going to work on this, so you work on that. Yeah. Um, but I will say, and I've, I've used that scripture to even preach about deacons yes. uh, before. The word Deacon is not used there. There's nothing in there that says, and so they, the church appointed the first deacons. It doesn't say that. It just says they got seven guys and put them in charge of that responsibility and, yeah. and went on from there. As a matter of fact, uh, one of them is Stephen. He's an amazing preacher and teacher. Later on, another guy named Philip, later on in Acts, is called Philip the Evangelist. So right. I don't know that they stuck around and were deacons. Right. I don't know. Of I don't know if they church. were deacons right. of that church. Yeah. Honestly, the only time in Scripture that we see some type of a group being singled out as what we would call deacons nowadays is here in 1 Timothy chapter 3. And that's it. And so, I mean, you could even, you know, kind of question like exactly what was that role? What what role did they fill? Because that word, again, is used, we translate a lot of different ways in English. We translate deacon, we translate servant, we translate attendant, we translate minister. There's a lot of different ways we can translate that word. There is over in Philippians 1.1, 1, 1, I think it calls out overseers and deacons. Mm-hmm. The letters addressed to overseers and deacons as if it's a specific group of people mm-hmm. in that particular letter. So, so uh, yeah, I don't know that we came up with anything definitive. Yeah, that's, yeah, no, that's, that, to, that's for sure. And, 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 yes, for sure. Yes. So, I mean, it's, it's, uh, Paul was writing to people in a specific yeah. time and place and culture, and there's a lot that's different about our yeah. culture today than the culture that he wrote that to. Yeah. 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 And we talked about that in the very first class. Like, we need to, we need to first figure yeah. out what was going on in the culture of the time that, yeah. that these guys were writing to. Yeah. I'll even. Here, let me just muddy the waters a little yeah, bit more. Yeah, I knew you were getting ready to go there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wh- who is First Timothy written to? Is it written to a church? It's written to Timothy. Written now, to Timothy. not saying there's not truth in there, right. but this is a this is a individual correspondence between Paul and kind of his apprentice, I right, guess, if right. I can it's, use that word. Yeah. And and um, so, how much of this is for the entire church? to, you know, implement. That's right. 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 And, then, and again, if yeah. we go back to, he's in Ephesus. Right. Um, as Paul specifically going, hey, here's what needs to happen at that church because of 
the culture of the city of Ephesus, and the, I mean, we talked the last couple of weeks about women in Ephesus and, and the kind of um, aggressively assuming roles that yeah. weren't typical yeah. you know, in it, the culture at the time. And I think it's worth noting that Timothy might have a little different view of women because he was raised in a household of women, right? And so maybe Paul's saying, okay, I, I need to help you think more broadly about this, mm -hmm. you know? So mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Any other questions? <laughs> yes, ma'am. Our denomination has been notorious for that for yeah, a long time, yeah, for sure. as far as just winning the argument versus actually right. doing what <laughs> losing God the war, but winning the arguments, to, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and um, I will say, you talked about how, you know our heritage has been uh, the Bible. Yeah. Like, there's a couple of them. The Bible says it. Yeah. I believe it. That settles it, right? Yeah. Anybody yeah. ever heard that before? Yeah. 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 That's right. But right. if the Bible says it, and I believe, well, what what if we're not Completely accurate on what the right. Bible says, right. and then, you know, right. and then speak where the Bible see, speaks and be silent where the Bible is silent. And our actual practice has been speak where the Bible speaks and where the Bible is silent. We got a whole lot more to say. Right. That's right. that's been our practice, right. Right. and yeah. we're we're not consistent with that. Yes. Either. So so maybe in transition, as far as opening the doors, so it must be time to quit. Yeah. But in transition, so next week we're going to have more time for conversation mm -hmm. on this topic we're not going to present anything new next week we have presented almost every section in the bible that expressly talks about women and their role over the last 10 weeks and so next week we're going to take some time and kind of do a, a more of a conversation so if you've got more questions comments bring them with you next week and then next week we're going to say okay here's here's what's next here's what we're thinking right now as a leadership and part of the you know, I think that is something that's that's taught in the, the scripture is that we're a kind of a freestanding group of believers. We we can decide things that work here. For that, our church family. That, right. Mm -hmm. That may not work across town at Southside or at Bentonville. So each group is autonomous. And so we as a group of leaders here want to collectively say, okay, now what? Where do we move from here? Do we stay exactly where we are or do we move somewhere? So that's what part of next week's conversation is intended to be. Um, so probably we'd love for you to make sure to be here and be that, a part of absolutely, that. Absolutely, absolutely. And I'm going to be out of town, by the way. But <laughs> I the warned these guys. I the told Marshall we were supposed to quit this week. <laughs> I am out of town next week. But anyway, um, we probably, even if we have more conversation that can take place next week, we want to extend this class beyond now. We, we, we want to kind of say, okay, let's transition here. But that doesn't mean the conversation's over. Right. We can definitely have more conversations outside of a Sunday morning class mm -hmm. as we move forward, and we intend to. And so we just thought, you know, maybe we've done this conversation long enough. We intended it to be 10 weeks and then uh, move on. Because it's been good, but it has been 
intense, right? I mean, we've really been digging in. So um, good practice for us, and we'll do it on some other topics as we go. But be here next Sunday morning. If, if um, that, We'll leave the Padlet up so you can put stuff in there if you want to put anything in there ahead of time for us to go do additional reading on. We would be happy to do that. Mm-hmm. I would also say, you know, if you've missed out on any of our classes, yeah. go on our church website, flagstone.church. Up in the top right corner, it says Insights. You click on that. Every single class, we've yep. videoed it. It's online. Yep. You can go back and look through it, read through some of those scriptures, yep. do some more study on your own, and we'll have a conversation next week. Yeah, and all those Padlet boards are still out there too. So Marshall's gone back each week and given some uh, information uh, based on some of the questions there, so you can go back. I have noticed if you're on a mobile app and you go in there, sometimes you have to refresh to see the other boards. Mm-hmm. So you may not see it if you just use the, the, the one QR for code class. for that week. Okay, thanks guys. We'll start our work.